hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. His name is John. And her name is Caitlin. And, and we didn't plan that. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I overstepped you. Well, welcome to the Riverdale Register, in case I didn't say that. Special horny edition, I guess. Uh, it, it is It is the least horny sex party that I personally have ever been to. Yeah, I television. was expecting a hornier episode, and it was still a horny episode. Listen, audience, I came out of this episode pretty hot on it, not, <laughs> uh, not feeling the best. And then... Uh, Caitlin was telling me today that some people have been bullying the writer Arabella. Yeah, I was very mad about that. One, I actually really like this episode. I don't really, I don't really see how it's that different from a lot of other episodes. I guess if you're a big Barchi fan, maybe you were upset about that specifically. I do want to but... say, I do want to say, in my defense, KTLA, the local CW station in Los Angeles. Uh, 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 started the episode late, so wow. it missed the first two scenes. The scenes of Kevin in the um, uh, kept Kevin at the at the truck stop and then going home, and the scene of Betty and Archie with the fireman's outfit. Those are the and, best scenes. Well, I think I think that <laughs> that first Kevin scene kind of informs the entire plot. So I spent the whole episode going, "What the fuck is going on with Kevin?" <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so and funny. that really that really <laughs> messed me up. And then you know I'm. I'm not a Varchie fan and that messed me up, but I wanna be I wanna be fair. I don't wanna I don't wanna come after Arabella and neither should you. <laughs> you you meeting the audience. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh I, I really do feel like I have to say this as somebody who I can't really give details, but John knows all the details, so you audience can just figure it out. Um I came I was under fire fire is not really the right term but i was the subject of um some vitriol from fan hate for something that i wrote and i didn't mean anything by it i was not trying to offend the person in question whatsoever um but i guess my words were maybe interpreted that way and i got like a lot of really negative attention for it um and it was pretty scary, honestly, especially because I wasn't expecting it. And I just want to say, you know, with a show, I think it's very easy to be like, I'm upset because these characters mean a lot to me, or I'm upset because I'm a big TV fan and I want, you know, I want my show to do this or, you know, I want this plot line to go this way. And I think it's fine to kind of express your disappointment in something. And I think it's a very different thing when you direct that hate towards somebody who one is just doing their job even if you really hated something you also don't know how much of that one person had to do with it and also guys you know i love tv probably more than anyone but it's also just a tv show it's not real life be nice please be nice this is supposed to be fun for everyone tv is not supposed to make people cry not saying arabella cried but it's important to remember at the same time that TV isn't made by one single person, it's made by a collective. So you can't blame one person. You can't blame anything from your favorite show on one individual person. So John, uh, well, oh, we I know who a... wrote the episode. No, I have a question <laughs> for you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I do. 
This one comes from our follower, uh, Taylor Lee Nicholson. Uh, she asks, do you believe in aliens? This is just me asking, like, personally, do I believe in aliens? Uh, yeah, asking you, Caitlin, do you believe in aliens? Um, I think I believe in aliens in the way that I believe that there is definitely, like, life out there somewhere. I feel like that would be impossible for there not to be. Do I believe that aliens, like, visited this Earth and, like, just haven't made themselves known? I'm kind of skeptical. I guess it's possible, but I would say, statistically speaking, probably not. Um, a lot of things would have to be factored in in order for, like, an alien encounter to really happen and i don't know i'm i'm not really sold either way what about you i very much agree on the there's got to be something out there front i don't know i really don't know if they've visited us i would say it would be something i would have I, I i would be more inclined to believe happened a long time ago than recently just because of surveillance technology but then you see those videos of like ufos just like out over the ocean somewhere going faster than any plane can go and you're like but what is that yeah i'm less convinced about those just because i feel like more likely we have some military technology we don't yeah, know about yet absolutely but who knows really who knows it's just like we're always discovering new species on this planet and we haven't gotten too deep in the ocean there's something out there the truth is out there i just don't know if the truth has been here yet I, I say let's stop looking in the ocean. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave the ocean be. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing good nothing can come of that. No, 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 no. No, thank you. Hard pass. Hey, uh, tell me about the title for this episode. So the title for this episode, John, is Lock and Key. And there was some debate because it is Lock and Key without the E at the end mm -hmm. of lock. Mm -hmm. um, but basically it is, I believe it is the joe hill comic which became a netflix show which apparently has three seasons on netflix or is about to which i'm uh, shocked it has one season on netflix oh it just got renewed i thought maybe i read a wrong thing or maybe it got renewed for both who knows but mm, maybe basically it is about um these demons from another dimension who no nope, no nope, they... stop nope. right Wait, there i'm stopping really? you right there that is not how you that is not how you describe lock and key <laughs> okay so there's a house called key house yes and there are kids in it yes and they find these keys that are also demons but they're made of iron again you gotta stop right there that is not <laughs> something that needs to be on the tin okay go you don't what need is to it? explain where the keys come from are there are there still That's kids in the house? That's part of the plot is where the key... I have read all of Lock and Key. It's, yeah, these three kids move into their father's ancestral home, Key House, after, his, after their dad is murdered, and they find all these magical keys around that do different things. One allows you to leave your body behind and become a ghost. One allows you to put it into this crown you can control shadows. One makes you super strong. One makes you really big. It's a really dope comic, and a pretty good netflix series i just don't think it has anything to do with this episode of riverdale one thing that i think is really interesting about lock and key because i know a little bit more about the show than i think i thought i did is that there used to be like a hulu pilot and they made like a yeah. pilot for hulu yeah no that and was then, like that was network that was a network pilot i think they also did one for hulu that I, also yeah got there might be a there might be two other pilots for this show 
It's so funny. It's like, you must be very convinced that this was like a good idea. It is a good idea. It is. But like, it's just a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's expensive to do as TV and the, and the TV show version of there, it, it has to, it has to do things differently than the books do. And it goes in a different order than the books go. The first season ends in such a way where it kind of covers the entire plot of the comics, including the demons that the keys are made out of, but also ends in the exact same place where the first volume does. So I don't actually know what happens next. But the demons are also keys. Yes, the keys are extra-dimensional demon metal. But, like, that's not why we show up to the party. (laughs) And now, (laughs) let's talk about who wrote and directed this episode. As we already said, this episode is written by Arabella Anderson. She also wrote the episodes How to Get Away with Murder, the one where you think Jughead's dead the whole episode and it's really good, and The Ice Storm, the one we, we really like because of how much they talk about The Ice Storm. Oh, I totally forgot about The Ice Storm. <laughs> <laughs> During is this that, ice storm? <laughs> is that where they send out like Chinese takeout? They're like, yeah, why food? can't we get our food in this ice storm? We were, And this was before we were all quarantined, but that was kind of their quarantine episode. Oh, ugh. You know what's funny? I think that Ice Storm star, uh, stars Katie Holmes. I interviewed Katie Holmes once, and I think she said that was her favorite project. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah, that is cute, right? This Good episode was directed by Rachel Talalay. She also did the episode uh, Survive the Night, which is the season three finale where Archie fought a man in a bear costume. Amazing. And she did the episode Manhunter, which I don't... Fully remember, and you gotta you gotta listen to this description and see if you can pick out which episode of Riverdale it is. Okay. Betty follows strong leads. Veronica <laughs> uncovers a crucial piece of evidence, and Archie struggles with a devastating decision. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I, is it every episode of Riverdale? That's uh, literally every episode. That's kind of an amazing description. Yeah, it really tells us absolutely nothing. Uh, she's also going to do an episode of Superman and Lois, which is my Very new fun. favorite superhero show. I know, and it's my first favorite 20 minutes that I watched before I had to go to work episode of a TV show. I have been extraordinarily busy. I promise I'm not just blowing (laughs) up all the pop culture. He's like, don't cry. (laughs) Don't cry for me, John Patton. Don't do it. Okay, we 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 got five plots this week. We got a Kevin and Fangs plot. Uh, We got aliens. We got Polly. Got Chad deserves better, and we've got fuck around and find out. Uh, let's start with Chad deserves better. Chad deserves better. Great. So the episode starts with Archie dressing up like a sexy fireman for Betty. The no shirt, but he's got the he's got the pants and the hat on. She's very into it, and it's it's a cute romantic scene with a with a lot of candles lit. Don't get used to it. Veronica's at home when she gets a text on her computer from Chad, and she's very upset about it. It's probably it's like, a message where he's... Where, <laughs> yeah, how are you? I love you. Just a warning. I'm going to be at lunch with this woman later. Don't freak out about it. <laughs> Your nosy bitch friend, Katie uh, Keen. Veronica... <laughs> is going to have something to say, so... <laughs> Veronica gets mad about this and tells Smithers, it's time to start the remodel ASAP. Is he your assistant? I thought he just opened the door. Yeah, he is definitely working above his pay grade. Yeah, yeah. Does she get paid? <laughs> He's actually her grandfather. Yeah. Um, he, he, she treats him terribly, though. <laughs> that would be an amazing reveal. <laughs> Betty asks Kevin later at school after 
stuff from Kevin and Fangs and what happens. Uh, she asks Kevin if he can keep a secret. And Kevin Mew says, oh, God, please don't get back together with Jughead. Yeah, I feel the same show. <laughs> I don't know what game happen. you're playing here, but I don't like it. It's not going to happen, honestly, anytime soon. I really don't think so. Yeah, well, that's what I said about Veronica and Archie. No, that was going to happen. I was convinced that was going to happen. So this mad. Jughead and Betty. So, I'm, I'm butthurt. I don't like it. I know, I know. Uh, it's Betty okay. tells Kevin that she's sleeping with Archie to not think about stuff. She doesn't want to get in too deep. He's a lit window in the dark. She doesn't want to go out. I, I'm, I, I love that. He I went to war. He went to a war. He's definitely taken lives. You're not, you, Betty, you're not the thing that's going to snuff Archie out. I don't like this. That is true. He is a... Uh... He is a war vet, and he saw lots of things happen. But he doesn't he doesn't act like it, and I think that's Archie's charm, because oh Archie's God. actually suffered quite a bit of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why does Betty think she's the thing that's going to break him? That's a her problem. Yeah. That's not, it a, is that's kind not of an Archie problem. problem. <laughs> but I like him as the, as the light in the darkness, because I think that is Archie. You know? Like, uh-huh. he has suffered... A lot, but and, he and if is anyone still... is with him, they will smother him out. Oh, uh, like a little, like a little candle, red I, candle. I think if anything is dangerous of smothering Archie out, it's Veronica. Yeah, you really hate them together, well, which I yeah, kind of understand. Whenever he dates her, um, a grown man tries to murder him. <laughs> it's like it follows. <laughs> like just stop having sex, and it'll yeah, be okay. You can't do it. You can't do it anymore. No, uh, no, no, no. Veronica gets a call from Katie Keaton's disembodied voice. She says, Veronica, help! I'm in the canceled dimension! You must bring me back to life! <laughs> Do you think that she's sitting next to FP? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie Keen and FP started hooking up. And she's just she's just calling from his jacuzzi. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> she calls Veronica to tell her that she just saw Chad at lunch with the heiress to the uh, Spiffany's fortune. Uh- amazing and veronica thinks that he's just doing it to piss her off which he is i guess i I don't know we don't know because she never asks right yeah veronica hates this man so much maybe it was deserved i don't know at least in all the time we've seen them together veronica has just not had any interest in this marriage yeah not at all Not Mm -hmm. not a single veronica has gotten archie and eric to start fixing up her the pembroke for her uh she goes to them and makes them take a hot pic for her instagram yeah with the bicep and everything <laughs> and then they then they go to leblanc nut to be and fuck around and find out <laughs> archie archie comes over uh later after betty has a nightmare and she and he sees that she's hurting and she tells him that she doesn't want to talk about it she just wants to bone and he's like whatever you want and I guess the thing that disappoints me most is that Archie just doesn't, like, I get why Betty thinks she has to shut this thing down. I just, I'm, I'm disappointed that Archie doesn't want to fight for it at all. Like, he doesn't, he also doesn't see anything here. He's all about Veronica, really. It does feel like there were no emotions here. And that's what they were trying to imply the whole time that it was just like a friends with benefits thing. I was kind of hoping, even though I am team bughead, I'm so sorry. But I do think that they were kind of implying that maybe they had deeper feelings because, like, what was all the high school nonsense about then? You know? Yeah. They were both getting laid on the regular. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was talking to Beth about this today. And, like, I about Veronica and why she likes Archie. And I get that, because he's a refutation of her dad and her Chad and all of all of the elements of life growing up that she was trying to run away from when she first moved to Riverdale. I just... I, like, when he first when he first saw her, she was the exotic new thing, and that was exciting to him. But at this point, I don't know, I don't know what, what's drawing him in. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. But I think it's the history, I guess. But he is more I, with... Be- yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just we're supposed to assume that he has feelings, which is kind of hard because... Yeah. But I also don't really think he and Betty have that great of chemistry. Truthfully, I've kind of always said this. I don't really think that Archie has great chemistry or that those characters really have good chemistry with each other. And it's really no one's fault. I just personally don't see it. So I'm not particularly invested in one over the other. I kind of wish I kind of wish I felt stronger about either I just, one. It, I, I know what you mean. And I... My personal stance is just that I think that that's a choice that they just didn't try to find it. Yeah. But the show the show has never been that interested in Barchi and would much prefer to flirt with it, uh, hook up with it every now and then, and then drop it real quick to go back to... Archie can be enemies with Hiram without sleeping with his daughter. So we really haven't seen much of Archie and Hiram, truthfully. No, uh, not a lot. And I just, I'm just gonna keep harping on it. If I, if you let me, let's keep going. Eric, let's keep going. Eric meets Archie <laughs> for breakfast. Just getting up. <laughs> Archie never went to sleep. He was up all night boating Betty. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Listen, Jughead still lives here, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little rude. I, I mean, I get like, that they we're, don't care. We're dropping but... the Betty thing before Jughead even finds out. Lost, lost opportunity. I, I wonder if, and this is me just guessing, like, do you think that, like, maybe Lily and Cole, like, don't want to share scenes together? This is pure speculation. Oh, but it does Cole's feel off strange. in his own show right now. Right. It feels, like, weird that they're not together. And I, they said pretty nice things about each other when they broke up. Know, and they have that seems... one scene where they stand next to each other and say, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And I'm sure that even if you're not in a scene together, you still have to be near each other anyway. So I don't think that, even if that was true, which it's probably not. It doesn't. You know... the, listen, the, the, uh, the biggest cinematic beef that I have as a reference for this is the one between uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel from The Fate uh-huh. of the Furious. <laughs> where this is true. The Rock called Vin a candy ass about some uh, stuff going on behind yes. the scenes and they never they share like maybe two shots they're in the same frame and they're very far from each other they're not they were not chill with each other making that movie and they couldn't be on set at the same time wait this, this doesn't feel Shaw? like that no 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 this is the fate of the furious oh it's the eighth fast and furious and a prequel for Hobbs and Shaw but Hobbs and Shaw, is one of them Hobbs and one of them Shaw? Uh, one of them is Hobbs. The other one is not Shaw. Okay. The other one is, is Dom, Dominic Toretto, the greatest cinematic hero of the 21st right. century. Right, right, right. Yeah, family. Family. Cars are family. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. right. My cars are my family. <laughs> you got yeah. it. Cool, I know that franchise well. 
Archie tells Eric that he still has feelings for Veronica. There's a scene where Veronica wears flannel, and she helps Archie spackle her wall, and they have a very easy chemistry together, and I get it. Which, yeah, give me a poor Veronica who wears flannel, and I'm probably going to be more on board with this relationship. I need her to change. (laughs) (laughs) Her Uh, clothes are uh, amazing, though, this episode. I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, the the costume designer has really stepped up their game. Yeah. Um, Even though it's always been pretty on on point i yeah. really like the the adult clothes that they give them probably because it also makes sense that these uh adults are wearing like adult clothes as opposed to these teenagers wearing, wearing adult, adult clothes. clothes it feels more natural yeah yeah, yeah. i really like it though big fan uh, veronica asks archie what he thinks about fangs and kevin getting married and having a kid with tony veronica says it's making her take stock of her life and she realizes she doesn't want any of that uh <laughs> And she asks if she's crazy or has Archie been feeling the same. And Archie says he's not sure what he's feeling, but things are changing fast. And what if they match at the sex party? Is Chad coming? <laughs> yes, he is. Aww. <laughs> he's like, that's great. And she's like, I think so too. And I'm like, but why would it be good? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be bad? You could have just... Bad. I mean, you had every opportunity to not invite Chad to the sex party? I thought that was weird, too. I was like, you know, he wasn't there initially. So. Yeah, he, he didn't start this episode in town. You you t- had him take the train in for this. I just <laughs> how, want how to imagine that phone that? call. Babe, babe, you got to come to Riverdale. We're going to put our keys to the bowl and probably sleep with other people. So I had to tell this story. Fun fact. Um, my My neighbor was approached by somebody in, like, a grocery store. I guess she knew them from somewhere. And they were, like, having a normal, like, conversation. And she's like, oh, like, we should hang out. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, and just so you know, my husband and I swing. And she was like, okay. And, like, she was being invited to a key party. <laughs> and it's just like, this happens. But yeah, usually it happens I, with, like, suburban moms. <laughs> I don't be- I, I do believe it happens. And I do believe that this group of youths are pretty open with a yeah. lot of that stuff. It something it felt very unnatural the way it happened in this though. Right, right. I feel like if all these people found themselves at a key party, like I feel like honestly, like anybody can find themselves at a key party if you know where to look. But yeah, usually you're not at a baby shower or whatever right, it was, right. and then invited to the key like, party. Like Tony, Tony very pregnant went to the key party, and was she planning <laughs> to hook up with someone at the key party? It's unclear because no one ever asks anyone in this show, how do you feel about this key party we're going to? <laughs> right, it's right. It's Everyone's just like, oh, uh, yeah, and then the key party's at nine. We don't want to miss that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, good for them, you know, being sexually open and everything. But Betty and Cheryl are cousins. Um, everybody else has some weird connection that makes it very fucked up if they hooked up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sweet Pea not invited to the key party. No, Just Sweet Pea doesn't get an invite. Oof. That would have made things interesting. Rough remember when he kid. was having a threesome on the stage of Riverdale High School? I remember when he thought he was going to have a threesome. Right. Did True. not work out that way. Unfortunately for, for Sweet Pea. So sad. Uh, Chad greets Archie at the sex party. He was really trying to connect with Archie, so he kind of like he kind of talks like a bro, and he's like, why are all the... But he, I, I think he's genuinely asking, why are all the women so attractive in Riverdale? 
I mean, I know. I have that question also. Like, so. I, like I know he says it like, what's with all the hot chicks in Riverdale? But I genuinely think he's curious. He's like, what is going on in this town? Yeah, what is in this water? Like, yeah. why is everyone beautiful? Why does not a single person have a blemish? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was staring was at Veronica's face. Was there a government experiment going on here a long time ago? Is it the Mothman? Did they make everyone pretty? Cammy Mendez is the reason I scheduled a Botox appointment. Her really? scene with Archie, swear to God, her forehead so smooth. I, I called immediately. <laughs> Not even joking. Uh, Very excited. Yeah. How much how much are you how much is that? I think it like probably ranges, but I think it's gonna be probably like three fifty. I'm vain. I could see that in my future. Honestly, John, I think that you watch enough CW shows, it's in everyone's it's future. Gonna, yeah, I'm 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 gonna need it. Yeah, uh, of course. All, a lot of actors do little little stuff like that. As they, I think everyone should not should love yourself, but like, <laughs> but like you know, if you want to do it, I guess is what I was trying to say. Mod, love yourself, mod yourself as you as you please. Exactly, exactly. So, um, the drawing of the keys happens. That's in a different plot line, but uh, Chad goes home with Veronica, and he asks if she brought him there to humiliate him. And it's a good question. Did did you, Veronica? Why did you bring him there? She tells him she wants to stop playing games and avoiding the truth. The party confirms something she's been feeling for a long time. Meanwhile, Betty and Archie get together at her house, but Betty and Archie aren't hooking up. She's like, why? Uh, Archie tells Betty he still has feelings for Veronica, and she's very empathetic. She tells him that she and he should make sense together, but they're just such different people. And she doesn't want her darkness to overtake him. I gotta say, I kind of agree with her, though. I think they are really different people. I think if Archie wanted to fight for it, he could. Uh, and potentially have something here. But I guess he just doesn't want it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but Betty's pretty chill about it. Which is weird, because a lot of Betty's plot this episode is kind of about people warning her not or not to go it alone. And so... Yeah. Archie says he won't let her face whatever is coming alone. She just wants to be her friend uh, to not to be because she needs more than a lover and escape. And just those things aren't mutually exclusive, though. Like, yeah, you don't want him to be a, 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 a fuck buddy, but like he never he wasn't that originally. It's just it's just another thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she's drawing this hard line in the sand that doesn't actually exist. I mean, R.I.P. Barchi, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what they said. They were like, yeah, what about that podcaster guy? He really likes Barchi. Yeah, yeah. How can we hurt him? We're How tired we of John's, John's insipid comments. <laughs> so rude. So rude. Yeah. Uh, Veronica goes to see Archie at the gym slash community center slash fire department. And she tells him that she's getting divorced. It's Very... like, why why even put Chad in the show? What was the point? So I do have a theory that I think Chad is going to become like an antagonist. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. uh... Now he'll have no reason to be nice to anyone and we'll see the real Chad. Exactly. Otherwise, I have no idea why he's here. But I guess also people do come onto shows and then like get bigger gigs and have to leave. So maybe there was a bigger plan. And if he doesn't, who knows? <sighs> who knows? Uh, Archie tells Veronica that he was devastated when he learned she was married. But more than anything, he just wants her to be happy. Buddy, you're not the solution there. 
I don't think another human being is what she needs to be happy. She needs a purpose. She needs to be the wolf of Wall Street, but a woman. <laughs> a woman wolf of Wall no, Street. <laughs> I, I, I think you had it right the first time. <laughs> Don't you know what they Street. call me? The wolf of Wall Street, but also a wolf. <laughs> yeah, that's her nickname. That's her famous nickname that everyone uses. <laughs> everyone calls her that. Uh, Veronica's like, well, we could, you know, hook up. And he's like, wait, I've got to tell you. <laughs> I've been sleeping with Betty. She's like, I remember. He's like, no, no, no. Like, recently. Like... Earlier yeah. this episode, I slept with Betty. No one has any feelings about this. And not Veronica's Betty, just not like, Archie. well, sure, but you were probably just two lost, lonely souls looking for a connection. It's like, how could you get the nail on the head so, so well? That's crazy. She's like, things happened in the past. I don't really care. I only want to think about the future, which is, again, not healthy. We always write Veronica like she, like she knows what she's doing, but it really feels like she's flailing about all the time. Yeah, does she have a job other than being a teacher? Uh, she's opening a jewelry store in a dead town. Right. Out cool, of a cool. out of a snuff film selling video store. That's been a good time for Veronica. Made with child labor. Hmm. Hmm. Not sure I love this capitalist yeah, Veronica. Not great. <laughs> uh, Archie, don't 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 attach yourself to that. <laughs> And that's the end of that plot. Where would let's, you like to go next? Kevin and Fangs? Aliens? Polly? Fuck around and find out? Let's do whatever the main key party one is. Oh, that's fuck around and find out. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, in the teacher's lounge, Archie and Veronica are going over what she wants done at her home. She wants to demolish everything. Cool, Eric can help. How soon? Yesterday. All right, well, we won't get that done, but we'll be, we'll be pretty fast. Uh, Veronica wants big changes in her life. How big? Well, we just went over that, didn't we? Jughead and Betty come in and check it out. There's a weird moment where Jughead just says, hey to Betty. She's like, hey. And I <laughs> think that's, I think that's also all they're giving the bughead shippers. Yep. So I don't yes, know. It is. I guess Betty's just, just free right now. Honestly, that's kind of nice. Kind also, of she exciting. does have that. Oh, she does no. have a does boyfriend. Mean, does that mean uh, Glenn's gonna come to town? It may. It might. Gross. He's the trash bag killer. So uh, Cheryl enters next. Apparently, they were all gathered by Kevin and Fangs and Tony to tell them that Kevin and Fangs are engaged and they're having a baby. Sorry, they're having the baby. Tony's baby. I love that. And they're gonna be one big non-traditional family, and I love it. And me Cheryl too. It's doesn't. So cute. Cheryl has a weird reaction to this news. Cheryl's like, how could you do this to me? It's like, you literally, like, Tony, every turn she gets, she's like, we could get back together. And Cheryl's like, no. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Not, no. You're like, after seven years, you're like, how could you possibly move on? How could you do that to me? (laughs) But she's still not moving on. Like, Tony is still like, hey, I know I'm having the baby, but like, what if? I... yeah (laughs) it's like so bizarre like girl be free why couldn't we have just known this why did this have to be a secret i don't know i maybe because they didn't want to tell people they were engaged it's a little weird i mean the baby part i just and and the whole thing i think what how this story ends would be or the kevin and fang stuff which is actually a different plot but how that ends is really painful 
and would have hit harder if we were excited for this family unit, like, yeah, a couple yeah, episodes ago. Sense. And if we were, like, knowing that they were happy in that house this whole time as, like, a family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of knew they were, like, happy roommates, but we didn't know the extent of this. Right. So. So Cheryl goes into Tony's office and she's like, and they call me Cheryl Bo- Cherry Bombshell. They don't call you and that. And Tony says, nobody, literally nobody has ever called you that, Cheryl. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, but also where are they getting these nicknames? Tony didn't want to tell Cheryl what she was up to because it's none of your business, Cheryl. I mean, because you've been <laughs> acting out recently. Uh, and apparently this, this whole pregnancy was Tony's idea. See, she has one of those vague, unnamed medical conditions that this show loves so much. Like the disease that Hiram had. Yeah, it's uh, killing him, slowly it, it or not. It, I don't know. makes it much harder for him to get pregnant as she gets older. Or maybe not. You know, you know how it is. Maybe these things just, she fights some people on the street and then she'll be fine. Right, that's how that works also. <laughs> but she's got to have a baby while she's young in her mind. Uh, and so since Fangs is like family, she volunteered to be their surrogate. I, 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 I'm sorry but i'm i'm really curious if this was like did they do this with like injection or like thought about it too i, mean, I, I think probably injection group? what <laughs> i don't I know mean, if fangs is well it's so funny because she's fangs like hey fangs is bi. family <laughs> that's true it's possible sweet pea would be so mad though <laughs> sweet pea doesn't get to be a part of anything <laughs> I know. No, I know. Nothing. No one's actually friends with Sweet Pea. He's just in the <laughs> serpents. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I think. So, do you think Fangs is the actual biological I, father? I'm, I assume Fangs is the biological father. That'll make things less complicated. But we don't know. Maybe it's like Rachel Berry in 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 yeah. where they put it in the mixer. <laughs> they mix it up. Yeah. yeah, could be either one. Amazing. They broke that joke when they cast two white guys as her dad. What is it? One of them, Jeff Goldblum? Yes, yes. But in the pilot, it's pictures of a white guy and right. a black guy. There are so many jokes in Glee that were great as jokes, but then Glee got so like intense and kind of became the thing it was making fun of. As <laughs> much as I really yeah, loved yeah. Glee, uh, Glee got way too big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a big fan of it. So Tony, Tony still cares about Cheryl, and she thinks they could maybe try to make it work. And Cheryl doesn't think so. And well, good, Cheryl, because this is the last time Tony's going to think so also. Yeah, this was a bad turn for Cheryl. I'm I'm always her defender. Bad turn, though. Bad, mm. bad turn. If anyone's wondering what happened with uh, Minerva Marble after last week, apparently she wanted that painting of Leslie Nope in Parks and Rec where she's like a centaur and she's like shooting a bow, but done of her because she's just having Cheryl paint her with a bow and arrow. Uh, apparently Cheryl's just a good enough painter that she she's can just so paint beautiful. originals. And sell those. Great, do that. Yeah, that seems like a not scam, scam. That, I think like, Minerva just solved like most of your problems. Right, exactly. Oh, I'm just a good artist now? Yeah. Great. Oh, that's amazing. This is what I'm talking about. If you're so good at forgeries, you can probably just paint your own stuff. Exactly. And and if you're if you've got this woman who also, you know, decides how much art is worth, that's a pretty good scam. But I don't have a yes, bead on Minerva Marble either. She's just, like, game for whatever Cheryl wants to do. She's just, like, hot chaos like Cheryl, and I'm yeah. kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Cheryl complains to Minerva about Tony, and Cheryl st- or Minerva starts this quote where she's like, you must either rise above it or... And, and Cheryl goes, like, throw some chaos at it. And I really want Minerva to go, no, the other option is leave. You have to leave right. it. <laughs> right, leave it alone. Rise the, above uh... it or walk away. Those are the two. <laughs> 
You don't just... <laughs> All right. Ruin this uh, new family who is bringing a small right, right. child into destroy, the world's life. <laughs> destroy a family union. At LeBlanc Nut, Eric asks Archie what's going on with Betty and Veronica. He's like, ha Sarge juggling two ladies. Is Eric gross? Where, Eric like, is, is Eric a good person? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of think he might be, um, like, one of the serial killers, is, truthfully. Did KJ and Cole have a falling out? Because, like, <laughs> Eric is performing all of the actions that Jughead should be performing as Archie's quote-unquote best friend who lives in his house. So, like, what? I don't hate Eric as a character. It just feels like he's doing a lot of things that established characters could and should be doing. I Archie could that, be talking about his yeah. real troubles with both Betty and Sheriff Keller. Uh, I also thought Archie it was weird. His... Sorry, continue. Uh, oh, no, I just thought it was weird that they brought in a lot of new characters this season. We talked about this last week, but it's like Eric, Tabitha, this Minerva girl. Um, I think there's a couple of other people who it feels like they're going to be vaguely important. I love Tabitha. I think she's a good addition. She yeah. feels like she kind of fits in. Cheryl asks Tony for a do-over. Tony forgives her because she just keeps doing that. So Cheryl offers to host a celebration for the new family unit. And then she steps on a pool table in heels. She ruins Tony's pool table right in front of her. You can't do that. You can't just... You know how much it costs to reupholster a pool table? She can probably afford it. Absolutely no idea. But I imagine not free. It's not great. (laughs) It's not great, Bob. Cheryl says that before they become real adults, they should have a crazy sexy party like her crazy spin the bottle parties of yore uh jughead says cheryl we literally did that one time Uh, (laughs) like the hundred episodes ago we did that yeah that was the pilot we haven't done it since and no one felt very comfortable there no it it didn't feel great it was a different reggie (laughs) yeah Reggie's whole face changed after that. <laughs> Remember halfway through sophomore year when Reggie's entire face changed? Cheryl proposes a key party where you draw a key and pair off with whoever, whoever's key you draw and you're strongly encouraged to have sex with each other, which is, yeah, something that uh, suburban housewives who used to be hippies in the 60s uh, uh, did. Uh, yeah. That was kind of like a yeah sexy neighborhood thing. <laughs> Right, and now they're going to do it because they're almost 30, and that made me want to cry. They're 25. So, yeah, they're I know. Like, that's why ancient. I made me want to cry. <laughs> I was like, I did the math in my head. I was like, 7 plus 18 is still younger than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, just, I just didn't think this group would be down for that without any discussion. There are, again, it's the <laughs> fact that they cut away, and no one, no one, not a single person has a conversation of, are you comfortable with this? Well, it's funny because if this was a key party where it was, like, a hundred people, everybody in, like, masquerade masks, like, you know, like a normal party like this would be, Mm -hmm. like, don't you think it would have been, like, more, it would have made more sense because you're not going to hook up with, like, okay, Betty's my cousin, I can't do that. Tony's pregnant. I just think it's a structuring (laughs) thing. I think if Cheryl had offer this party first as like one of the first things that happened and then you had a bunch of scenes with the characters going about their lives and also being like no nah, we're not going to that come on yeah. wouldn't it be ridiculous if we went to that and then like everyone winds up going to it anyway i i would have bought in a little bit more well it's interesting because it's like 
technically everyone kind of has a reason to want to go. Yeah. But you would, those reasons are kind of secret. Like Tabitha probably wants to go so she can hook up with Jughead. Because <laughs> she's that's... not, she's, yeah, she's playing it pretty chill though. It seems like yeah. they're more friends than anything. Oh, she wants to hook up with him. You That's think? why she's like, we can skip the key party and just hang yeah, out. Yeah, she did want to just hang out. She did want to, like, go on a date with him. Yeah, I think that they, I think she likes him. I know she likes him. I think she's definitely open to it, but I, I like that their dynamic isn't, you know, hands all over each other right now. Yeah, until the key party. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Speaking <laughs> so of, Jughead uh, and Tabitha come to the party. Jughead goes straight for the booze. Uh, it's Tabitha like doesn't know anyone else at this party. <laughs> so she's like, I guess I follow him. Uh, right, Reggie exactly. shows up. They decided to have Reggie come into work for one day to film a couple scenes. And Minerva Marble is just really into this. And she knows nobody here. Well, that's why it's fun for her. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot less uh, drama for her. Yeah, it's a blast Cheryl, for her. Cheryl gathers everyone. For her. She gives this whole little speech about how soon they'll be 30 and then they'll be dead. So let's have fun, <laughs> casual sex with each other. Woo! Everyone's real game. So. Yeah. Uh, Veronica goes first and draws Archie's keys. Betty gives a look. Ar uh, Veronica says, everyone's a winner in a bull market. And then Chad steps in. Very reasonably says, hey, maybe not with your ex. And, yeah, and she's so bad. Yeah, she's pissed. <laughs> Archie's pissed. He's like, get your hands off her. And Chad's like, she's my wife. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I okay. Like, it wasn't like he punched Veronica in the face, dragged her by her ear, and right. was like, we're leaving this party. Like, what is Chad going to do? He's going to be in the corner drinking <laughs> where he doesn't know anyone. Like, while she comes back with, like, ruffled hair. Yeah. Like, that's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know also, what Also, no one wanted. stays in the house for this. <laughs> Apparently, you get your keys, and then you leave. It's not a party. It's not even a party. It's more of like a, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Also, why, like, why would any, yeah, like, why don't, why, I just realized that you don't stay at the party. So, like, what, what, why? Anyway, <laughs> crazy shit. Uh, it I almost goes it. down, but Veronica steps in between them and trades Archie's keys for chats, which is breaking the rules, but she's like, she leaves anyway. <laughs> She's like, sue me, Cheryl. Yeah. I wanted to have sex with somebody else also, but I guess I'll have sex with my husband. Fine. I guess, yeah. Fine. I guess I'll go have sex with my husband. Uh, Jughead goes next and nearly stumbles over. Tabitha immediately grabs him and says she's going to take him home. Cheryl makes him draw keys, but he draws Tabitha's keys. Cute. Uh, and yeah. they leave anyway. Man, all I of the, ship it. All of the matchups in this sure are convenient, aren't they? <laughs> anyway. Jackson draws Minerva's keys. He is the only person who will get laid tonight. Congratulations, Jackson. Yeah, Eric he's Jackson. having fun. Yeah, he's having a great time in Riverdale. Yeah, All of he's the pluses, weird none of the drama. Uh, Reggie draws keys. He asks if it's Tony, but it's actually Fangs. Interesting. So, uh, Fangs makes sure, makes sure Kevin is down with this, and Kevin's like, sure, it's no fun if you leave with who you come with. Uh, and then Reggie kisses fangs and says no promises which is i mean no promises he didn't promise you he'd yeah. be gay well i just think that if reggie wants to kiss a man that's great and if he doesn't want to go further that's also fine and yes. i think that we have to be open to people who 
you know, he's not being a jerk. It's just what he is. We are we're know? now responding to people who were mad about the promos for this episode. I also want to clarify that it's perfectly fine, I think, to have a show where a mostly straight man kisses another guy and it's not like a fucking big deal. Right. I you I know? think and this is more this is something that will come up later in Kevin and Fangs, but uh Fangs will later confirm that Reggie is a hundred percent straight. And I guess that's I mean Maybe that specific phrasing isn't correct if he did kiss you on the lips. 99% well, just... straight. Just as good. Covers just the bases you're trying to cover. Like, he's clearly a little flexible, but not very. Well, I think that, yeah, there was a really good episode of Grownish where a guy basically had a threesome with, like, him, his girlfriend, and then another guy. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the episode were like so you're bisexual and he's like no i'm straight like i i still think i'm straight and they're like but you kissed another guy and he's like yeah but i wasn't really into it so i'm straight yeah and i thought that was kind of a good way to put it it's like okay like sure you you know we've yeah. all been there yeah i mean <laughs> what <laughs> huh anyway <laughs> i mean we've all been to the key party <laughs> <laughs> honestly bucket list but you know no no, I feel like I'd be awkward at that. <laughs> I think you I, would be very awkward at that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I feel like it would have to be one of those situations where you know absolutely no one, which is the exact opposite of this party where it's, you know, absolutely Oh, really? Everyone. I think, I don't know. I feel like you'd feel more comfortable if you if it were, like, people you did know pretty well. Mm, nah, no. Or, like, there, uh, there's no. got to be a middle ground. <laughs> I feel like people I would never see again, but maybe, like, like if I was on vacation... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that would be good where you, like, meet oh, people. Oh, yeah. I met this group of cool kids at the hostel. Exactly. <laughs> We're having That's a key party later. In the, <laughs> That's how you get murdered in the movie Hostel. But, yeah. like, pretty much exactly like that. But I really like those movies, mm-hmm. even though they're very problematic. Well, Kevin draws Rick. You don't know Rick yet. We'll talk about Rick later. <laughs> don't worry, um, you'll know Rick. Betty's Betty's still traumatized from that one time they played spin the body, spin the bottle, and basically confirmed we'll never get Barchie. Uh, <laughs> but she does draw Archie, and they leave to go break up. And Cheryl draws Tony. It's fate. Cheryl knew she and Tony would end up together. She shows Tony a nursery she made. The sexiest says, nursery, I guess. It's a terrifying nursery. Do not put it. It doesn't actually get any natural light. She no, it doesn't. It's wants, like a she wants uh, she wants Tony to be with her, to be together with her at Thornhill. Maybe Kevin and Fangs can come. And <laughs> really don't really care about them. Does uh, she hate Kevin and Fangs? <laughs> like, does she hate them? Like, I never. I yeah, never for some reason she thinks like Tony chose them over her. Tony has made it so explicitly clear that she wants to be the show. Tony, for Tony so has long. been has been admirably communicating her wants the entire time, and Cheryl has been an absolute psychopath about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so Tony finally rejects her. She says, "No, I hate this place and the mini version of this place we lived at last season with your two dead brothers. I don't want to do this, and I definitely don't want a baby being in here." I think that's really valid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She says she regrets ever trying to reach out to Cheryl and leaves. And I'm fine with this. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm no longer a Shoney shipper. Shoney, <laughs> Shoney. Yeah, I don't think I ship it anymore because I think Cheryl's acting. I think you were right 
Cheryl is a insane person this yeah. season for no good reason. Yeah. I'm glad the show's calling her out on it, though. Yeah, for uh, sure. Minerva, however, the next morning, loves Cheryl's painting. And she thinks Cheryl is beautiful. So they kiss. You can still taste the Eric on Minerva, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is okay, I guess. You know, if they do want to start their business of just making paintings and deciding how much they're worth, I think they'd be pretty happy. You could live wherever. You could leave this (laughs) terrible, awful town. But Nana Blossom is still around, I think. Honestly, who cares? Like, Cheryl's murdered people. Why not just kill your grandmother? That's so sad, though. That's pretty dark. But keep in mind, she's a monster. She is a monster, but, like, so sad to, like, you know, have to kill Nana Blossom. I guess roof accidents happen when you're Yeah, I mean, you don't have to kill Nana Blossom, but it feels like she's, like, any day might be the day. (laughs) She might be dead now. She could have died this episode. We don't know. (laughs) Okay, do you want to jump to a Kevin and Fangs plot? Aliens or Polly? Sorry, Polly? Let's do Kevin and Fangs because okay. I feel like then we'll we'll finally knock down this key party. <laughs> You've been trying to take so. out this key party the whole time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So we start at a truck stop where we hear breathing and then see uh, Kevin and this guy, Rick, two of the most masculine men you could get at a truck stop, zipping up their pants going, that was pretty good. Uh, no names, though. Kevin just loves cruising. Yeah, that's okay. So- Is this just your personality, Kevin? I don't know what happened I, to Kevin before this episode. Kevin, okay. So I have such conflicted feelings about this whole thing. Uh-huh. So on one hand, I never want to kink shame anybody. I don't know if this is technically kink shame. I never want to sexually shame anybody. Sure. You know, if this is your thing, if you like hooking up with strangers, like go yeah. forth and be happy. Right. The one thing that I'm not super loving, and I know there are plenty of, you know, queer people in the writer's room. I believe Roberto is a gay man. absolutely. So, yeah, he is, I'm sure. So, because I I think that's been discussed before. But, so I I don't think anybody really means any harm by this. But I do think it's a little weird that, like, you have really, like, only one gay couple. And they are automatically, like, separately cruising even though they've been together for eight years, even though they've been together. Well, that's not fair. Tony it, and Cheryl were also a gay couple and I they mean, were a different nightmare. Spe- well, I mean, specifically two gay men. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels like a little, like a little stereotypical, but I also don't like shows where people try to really shoehorn queer characters into like very heteronormative yeah, monogamous. stereotypes. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, you can have straight people who are also, you know, non-monogamous or whatever. And you can have gay people who are monogamous. And, like, I, I, I'm i so torn because on the one hand, I don't necessarily want it to be, like, it's just, like, you know, if Betty and Archie got married, it's going to be the exact same. Like, it is kind of interesting to see, like, some nuance, I guess, with, like, how this unique relationship works does kind of feel weird that it's always like kevin who's like the drama teacher and like whatever is like cruising the truck stops what's weird is that like kevin chooses to make everything more dramatic than it had to be this episode right because he goes home to fangs and tony and he's got all the milks and the cereal for their for their fun family time and won't tell them what he did 
So he's keeping a secret, even though in the next scene where Fangs tells him, your lats are looking huge, babe. That uh, was weird. That was new, a weird scene. <laughs> new buff Kevin and him talk about their open relationship. <clears throat> so if you have an open relationship because your boyfriend goes away for long periods of time, like, okay, you could tell him that you were cruising. Even later in this episode, he confirms, it's fine. I'm, I just, I want to be with you. And Kevin's making all of the problems here. Yeah, I, Kevin's I, a problem maker and in like, this episode. And, like, he doesn't even seem to fully know why. And I, the only context I can do is Kevin got hot, and now he's like, <laughs> I just want to hook up with everyone. But the thing is, Kevin was hooking up... The th- I think the thing that bothers me about this is that in season one, or maybe even season two, yeah. he was like, I'm going to the gay woods yeah, to hook season up. Yeah, season two. He's going to the gay woods to hook up, and I'm doing it because there's only so many out people, and if I could have a relationship like you, Betty, you and Jughead, or whatever he said. Sure. Like, he said this. He was like, I would, but I can't, and this is what I have to resort to. Sure. And I think that's fine if that's true, um, and then that's but like almost like a... you don't want that relationship, Kevin. Right. Like it's a little, it's just a, like a little strange because I'm not really sure if Kevin is like, I don't feel comfortable in monogamy. Great. But like, then you also kind of set up this sort of like interesting storyline where it's like, I've been pushed to do this in ways I'm not super comfortable with because I don't have like this like safe space. It's to be like a gay man. It's really in high frustrating school. that Kevin doesn't know what he feels right now because it just looks like I'm watching a man blow up his life. Yeah, Kevin is. Kevin blew up his whole fucking life so, in this episode. Uh, Thaddeus is, is, is going to be around more now that the series is picked up in the present and he wants to be monogamous. And he, he assumes Kevin wants the same. Kevin, I guess, isn't so sure. Later, after they've announced that they're getting married and having a baby, uh, great. Kevin asks, <laughs> great timing. While they're at while they're at the gym slash community center slash fire department, uh, Kevin asks <laughs> Fangs to bring a hot trucker boy to the key party. Have you seen truckers? Well, I've heard a lot about them. Actually, and I've seen trucks. I don't want to go further because, like, I do now. I have this kind of fun image in my head of like a like a tough trucker with a beard. <laughs> listening to our podcast while he drives on the road 66 wow he's like whoo cheryl's messed up we're call- we're calling out to you if we have any trucker fans truck, woman in please, that truck please let us know yeah that'd be really fun i would love that kevin asked for a hot boy at the party fang's like we just closed this relationship kevin's like yeah. well yeah but like what if you know before we become fathers and husbands we fuck around and find out. <laughs> uh, uh, we ruin our lives. What if, what if, what if instead of doing those things, I throw it all away tonight? <laughs> so, oh, man. Oh, uh, Kev. Later at the party, Kevin tells Betty that Fangs is bringing someone. Why? This is, like, this is the most we get out of Kevin. He says, because he wants to see what Fangs is giving up. He wants to see if he'll actually do it. Or... Because Kevin feels like an emotional masochist. So, like, he really doesn't know why he's doing this. Yeah, he's just, yeah. I mean, 
I understand if he's like, I'm not ready because we're 25 and we're having a baby and we had to have this baby because Tony is wanted to be a young mother. But it seems like they wanted the baby before Tony announced that she needed to be a young mom. Mystery condition. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure why. <laughs> oh no, she's got the mystery condition. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mystery discovered it. <laughs> I just feel like it's just... It's just so sad <laughs> for Kevin. Kevin, yeah. you're never ever gonna get hotter than Fangs. You are very hot no. too. I'm not insulting and like, you. You looked great in the in the in the steam room, but oh my god! Like Fangs. How man. much effort does it take Fangs to be to to look like Fangs? I did like a half hour of exercise yesterday, and I did not see those results. So uh, more than that, <laughs> I hate when uh, that happens. I know. It's I so did five crunches. Where's my six pack? Where are my lats? Give it I to don't me. Know what those are. I'm so sad. But like I, I, oh Kev, Kev, sweet Kevin, sweet life rooting of himself, Kevin. So Fangs. sad. Fangs brings Rick to the party. <laughs> Kevin and him are like, I don't know him. I don't know this guy. Rick asks Kevin after they get each other's keys how long he's been with Fangs. He tells Kevin that he's rooting for them. He really likes Fangs. Kevin yeah. asks Rick if Fangs ever mentioned him while they were together on the road. And, Ke- and, and, and Rick is like, well, that's not really what you talk about when you're, when you're doing what we're doing. Right. Hey, can I talk to you about my fiance? <laughs> also. <laughs> but I guess that confirms something for Kevin. He finds Fangs at home. Where Fangs says the line, Reggie's 100% straight. Again, 99. Uh, Kevin tells Fangs that he loves him, but he's not ready to get married. And Fangs is blindsided by this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, like, what why? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you it's can... so... He's a good actor, actually. Yeah, you want to keep here. cruising in the gay woods? Keep cruising in the gay woods. But Literally, this guy has all the options open. He's, yeah, he's not asking you to give up anything for him. But that baby is cooking. But that, like, the, the baby is almost here. And Kevin's like, it's not genetically mine. Oh. And and Fang's like, we don't know that. We mixed this. <laughs> we'll find out yeah. enough time. So I I don't get it. I don't. Oh. Yeah. What about the family we're building right now? The worst part is that. He goes, Kevin, you pushed for all of this. This was your idea. Of course it was. You wanted to get married and have the kid. This is messed up. That's not me saying that. Fang says it's so messed (laughs) up. It is really messed up. And Kevin can only apologize before he leaves. Listen, this is some meat. I'm I'm glad we're doing something that clearly has to be longer term than one episode with Kevin. But this hurts. Yeah... And I hope it's they can sad. figure it out because I want to see. I would watch the spinoff of Kevin and Fangs and Tony just raising a kid together. Like, can oh, we just do like fun. a, like a, you know, in comics sometimes they'll have like a backup series. So like the main comic will be like, oh, the Justice League, but then like yeah. there will be like a back thing that's like a six six short six short page like Shazam backup feature. What if like every episode of Riverdale had like a had like a five minute sitcom plot about kevin and fangs and tony raising a baby that'd be fun i would like that three three hot young adults and a baby it's not as good as three men and a baby but 
there's actually this um i it was a pilot i'm not sure if it is happening but it's with sarah highland from modern family and she is like so it's like her best friend is married to these gay a gay couple uh-huh. and she's best friends with the guy but she like hates the husband uh-huh. but she agrees to like raise you know to their surrogate birth their, yeah but That's then the great. the husband dies <laughs> so, wait the like one the, she hates or the one she likes the one she likes oh no so then she is so like this good it is so good and then they have to like raise the baby together i don't oh, know what happened with that pilot. that's brilliant it's yeah. like one of those odd couple things but they'll never hook up right exactly super fun i don't right. think the odd couple actually hooked up i think those no were no sorry one but like how all those all uh, so many rom-coms start with them hating yeah. each other and then end with them loving each other right now it's just gonna be like they love each other like friends yeah like friends do you want to do aliens or polly polly please it is confirmed that Juniper and Dagwood are humans in this episode. I am sorry about calling them mannequins. They have are very they red humans? hair. Disturbingly yeah, hair orange hair. Incredibly fake, but yeah. <laughs> like a mannequins would be, they're honestly. Making, they're making macaroni art right next to Alice <laughs> putting together missing posters of their mom. Your mom will love this macaroni art. Unless yeah, she's like, dead. you're doing great. Your mom, your mom's going to love it when she gets home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're seven, right? Maybe older. They can read. They're, yeah, they have to be at least eight, right? They know I what's going saying. on. Yeah, they're, yeah. We'll never really see their faces, though, no, which I think I, is creepy. You know why? Because they're dead. Right. They're ghosts. <laughs> These are they're ghost ghosts children. Or mannequins. Or we both. got, you know, we got, maybe they're just ghosts. Uh, Sheriff Keller calls. He uh, tells Betty that there's another body. Betty calls Alice from the swamp tell her isn't Polly and Alice goes she's still alive and that's the part where I started wondering is Polly just still running from that truck is she like going yeah, all no, the whole time, time. It, it's just she keeps going and going this is I, I can't believe how short this is uh, Betty walks into a room and finds Polly there Polly Polly looks like dirty We're and go tired and messed up she's like you can't be here he'll find you and then the trash bag killer shows up and sh- and and Polly says you shouldn't have gone in alone and then the trash bag killer slits Betty's neck and then I go Jesus Christ That's it for Betty <laughs> she's done <laughs> So she wakes up and she texts Archie for some sex Yeah I mean I would probably do the same in that situation Mhm It's not a Riverdale episode without one one jump scare from TPK <laughs> uh, TBK But I thought you know that was pretty intense then Betty comes home again, and Alice is like, you just missed it, Polly called. And this is one of those scenes where I'm watching, going, then why, did, why are we in this scene? Why not the scene where Alice answers the phone and Polly calls? Why, is, why are we in the aftermath of this? But anyway, uh, Alice Betty says that Polly said many things, but never says exactly what Polly says. Uh, but apparently she sounded like she was in a spaceship, which is pretty hmm. telling. Is Polly hmm. taken by the Mothman? No, no. Betty doesn't think Polly is alive. And Alice insists she'll call again. Do you think Polly's alive? Yes. Interesting. I'm not so yeah, sure. Yeah, I think she is. Betty and Alice get a collect call from Polly. She's at a phone booth on the lonely highway. I love it. She's like, I'm on a highway. Are you on the lonely highway? Sure. <laughs> uh, they drive and they see the phone booth destroyed and covered in blood polly 
do you think that's like aliens if this plot intersected with the mothman thing but i still don't go- think we're going full alien so we're definitely there there are no aliens yeah i'm so no i'm not sure aliens. i'm not sure how this all shakes out maybe it'll just be drugs <laughs> yeah it usually is on this show yeah it's a candy named drug yeah and that's what we're doing yeah speaking of now we get to do aliens and every time i say aliens i want you to think of the meme with the guy from ancient aliens yes i am already there good so the doctor that jug had talked about last time meets with him and tabitha he's saying well it's awkward i don't actually have an alien uh mummy for you anymore. <laughs> okay then uh, i will leave yeah there was there was this light and I lost some time, and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me about your trauma. I'm an anthropologist with an interest in <laughs> extraterrestrial phenomena. But also, I do know everything about this. You're probably repressing trauma. Or maybe it's true, but you're probably suppressing trauma. <laughs> I have out, a support Doug. group I run. Again, she's not a psychologist or a therapist. She's, she's an, an anthropologist, anthropologist. With an interest in UFOs. Yes. So. But she hosts a support group. Uh, Jackhead chooses repression instead and he says as much jughead lectures to his students about slaughterhouse five and then when he's talking about uh billy from that book being in the alien prison he looks out in the hall and sees an alien standing in the dark and it's great it's the best oh yeah it's so good it's it's just dark enough where you can't really make out the alien and it looks, it looks scary. Then uh, he flashes back. And then he continues for the class that there's an interpretation of the book that Billy is crazy. Seems so like Jughead it. Jughead calls about that support group. <laughs> Tabitha goes with. That's really nice. The lady asks Jughead to tell his story. And she asks. And he, he, he kind of plays it down a little bit. And she asks if he's ever blacked out before. And then he has another flash of the alien walking under a uh, flashing light. It's also pretty good. I like it. Uh, it's a weird looking alien with like shoulders that. Oh up yeah. A bit. Very creepy. Uh, but cool, cool prosthetic, cool costuming. Uh, Tabitha chases after Jughead. She suspects there's something real here. Like the trauma part, not the alien part. Because uh, she's doing the aliens. She's yeah, faking yeah. that whole he, thing. He yeah. tells her that he has blacked out before. In New York City, he was drinking. He was partying. He was doing drugs like Jingle Jangle. <laughs> and she's like, what's She's like, that's just pixie sticks. That's sugar. <laughs> you guys uh, really kind of let that go. And he uh, he did things he can't remember. I don't think that's the same, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Tabitha, I mean, uh, yeah. Tabitha suggests he maybe not go to the sex party. <laughs> and they could go to a movie or just hang out and honestly it sounds way better right because that sex party just sounded really uncomfortable the whole time well okay think about just jughead's options for the sex party let's say he's gonna pick a key out of it uh, okay his, his ex-girlfriend his best friend's ex-girlfriend yep uh, uh, uh any his of the boys friend. he's explicitly not attracted to kevin who he really doesn't like cheryl who he really doesn't like <laughs> Tony, who's pregnant and you probably shouldn't, although you have in the past. Right, but, like, probably shouldn't. Probably it's shouldn't. A, yeah. It, it's like, who did he think he was going to... Minerva? I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I'm holding out for that one Yeah, yeah I'm really person. holding out for Cheryl's friend I don't know. 
<laughs> or Tabitha, you know? But, but if he, like, if he, if yeah. he actually did legitimately not too drunk, get Tabitha's key, they'd probably just end up talking about Mothman the entire time. <laughs> and that's what he wanted. <laughs> this only ends well. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I can talk about Mothman with someone. Yeah. And they can't leave because I have their keys. <laughs> but, uh, he gets too drunk instead. <clears throat> Tabitha takes him home, drops him off on the couch. Again, easy chemistry here. They're good together. Uh, They're so good together. I love it. He asks if she thinks he had a close encounter. And she thinks there's something he's trying to avoid dealing with. And she, a reasonable character, maybe my new favorite, suggests he talk to a therapist. He passes out and she talks to her in. Anyway, the next day, Jughead's getting out of the shower when he wipes his mirror and he sees an alien. And this is the only time I say no. It is too well lit in this bathroom. Now the (laughs) alien doesn't look as good. (laughs) It's a it's a pretty creepy alien though. His yeah, skin is like all pink and gross. I just they did the lights off in the hallway, and I wish when he did the mirror thing, it was darker. Uh, when he saw the alien, I just think I feel that a costume like that shouldn't yeah. be too well lit. But it was cool. Did and you like his uh, chest that's... tattoo? Uh, no. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Did so, we miss it? Oh, we didn't miss anything? No. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, because Polly was short. Okay, yeah, cool. Polly's really short. We've spent so many episodes of this show searching for Polly Cooper. We have. In multiple so seasons. True. Yeah. I think Betty wants her gone. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> <clears throat> Betty's getting. Uh, the way Betty will just like on a dime flip from worried about her sister to like telling Kevin about her latest hookup. Oh yeah. Is she really yeah. looking that hard? <laughs> no, is she a little like, bit no. like done with this? She's like, Oh, Polly called you mom. No, no, no. She must be dead. No, no she's dead. <laughs> no, I, I don't really, I think she's dead. Yeah. I think she could be and is, and I don't care otherwise. So. <laughs> anyway, if what we are we having for dinner? <laughs> hey, oh, niece and nephew. Know, Hello, niece. Hello, nephew. With the weird names. With the weird names who never speak and don't have faces. Oh, so sad. So, yeah. question. Who aged like fine wine this week? Man, I gotta give it to Fangs again. Cucumber Melon really pulling it out. Like, he is so hot here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It honestly it's ridiculous. is. ridiculous. And also, a loving, kind boyfriend. You I could not ask him. for more than that guy. I'm going to give it to Kevin just because they're implying he went through more of a change. He he was always good looking. They just always hit his arms. They're finally let him take off his shirt. And I just want to congratulate Casey Cott. God, I got to buy another set of weights. Good job, champ. (laughs) You're inspiring me, Casey Cott. Yeah, yeah. We should all have Casey Cott's um, broad shoulders. And also Veronica's smooth forehead. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Change yourselves. Fight for it. <laughs> Look like Riverdale characters. <laughs> who uh who is your Riverdale citizen of the week? Definitely Cheryl for, you know, having this nice little gathering uh for her high school friends. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Uh I wanna give her for Tony no for cutting Cheryl out of her life. <laughs> we'll see is how long it lasts. Yeah, is that too harsh? Yeah, yeah, it won't last very long. Wait, Riverdale Citizen of the no. Week. I'm gonna give it to Chad. <laughs> Poor Chad. Oh yeah, Chad just being Chad. Honestly, he needs a Chad win. took a train out to Riverdale 
so that he could watch his wife almost hook up with her ex. And when he intervened, she divorced him. <laughs> like, to imagine him telling this story to, like, like he's, he's He'll be crying on the phone with his mom, being like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, they really, I understand that they tried to set him up as the villain, and I get that. Because he looks like a villain. But, like, what has he done that is so bad? Truly. Like, what did he do? Nothing. He hasn't done a goddamn thing. Unless he crashed that helicopter, which, will that ever come back up again? Or have we dropped the accident as a plot? I think the only thing I can really think of that he did that was, like, kind of shady, kind of working with Hiram, kind of, but Bronick asked him to do that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, And that's... And maybe I, he crashed is, our helicopter, but we don't know that. <laughs> diving into rumor mill, I have to wonder, when they got married, did they sign a prenup, or are there assets to be split between them? And if so, is that going to form the bulk of Veronica's plot moving forward? Divorce proceedings. Because he could take everything be she has, cool. theoretically. Right. Exactly. It'd be kind of cool if, like, that's what comes of this. Mm -hmm. If Veronica is suddenly poor and has to give up, like, all of her designer clothes. And, like, where does that leave her? Because, weirdly, we haven't in really flannel. seen that side of Veronica. Yeah. yeah in flannel. <laughs> I, yeah. It would, like, be, it would be kind of exciting to see her lose the aspects of herself that she defines herself by. Being the money and the marriage and her father. Hiram and her are basically done, but also, like, not really. Uh, yeah. And, but if, like, if, if she does g try to really cut Hiram out and divorce Chad and lose her money, I'd be really fascinated to see what Veronica becomes. Yeah, same. Because <clears throat> even in season one, when her and Hermione were kind of, like, living off of her, uh, Hermione's, like, fun. Yeah, they were fine. You know... Yeah, they were fine. They were living in, like, the nicest place in Riverdale, so who cares? Here's a theory. The Jughead alien thing is, like, his mind projecting something onto something real. Yes, I think for something sure. real and something bad happened in New York. And now, whoever the guy is that hap that was involved in it, he is he's perceiving in his memories as an alien. That's kind. Of, that's it's, what I think. I think he killed someone. It's just like in everyone's <laughs> favorite superhero movie, Elektra, when uh, Elektra's a child and she's like, "My family's been murdered by this demon." But then when they show the shot again later, it's like it's like a guy. Interesting. You remember that, Elektra, uh, Jennifer no, Garner, Elektra. She dies in Daredevil, but then they resurrect her in Elektra, and they, they it, it ends much like The Shining with a fight in a, in a maze, a hedge maze. That's fun. Electra. <laughs> I remember the movie The Final Cut. Do you remember that movie? Nah. Okay, so it's not like a particularly well-known movie, but it, Robin Williams is in it, and it's about a world where everyone, in their eyes, they have, like, cameras. So at the end of your life, they play, like, um, like a tribute video to you using the memories from your life. Oh, so it's kind of like the Black Mirror? Yes. Okay, continue. The funniest thing about this is that... Unless I'm misremembering this part of the movie, I'm pretty sure that is, like, all it is for. 
Like, like you have to put an implant into your eye. And, so and people... it, you, you, while you're alive, will never see it. When, when right, it's right. Yes, unless I'm, like, totally missing, like, a big plot of that movie. Like, there are a lot of other elements to it. But, like, as far as I know, you cannot, like, remove your memories and, like, watch them without going through, like, a bunch of complicated stuff. But in that movie, Robin Williams thinks that basically he was he was playing with a kid in like an old factory uh-huh. and the kid fell and he thinks that the kid died in that fall died in the fall but he like didn't and it's like about how like your memory like miss inter- like you can misinterpret your memories anyway i don't remember but, why this is but if relevant, it's a machine though. recording everyone how does it misinterpret memories well it it doesn't but it when you see the scene in like the opening of the movie you're seeing it through like robin williams characters like skewed perspective like him looking back and thinking about it Uh but then later in the movie he like removes that memory from his brain and like realizes like he's he didn't do anything bad which is kind of a good twist i'm glad these in the movies were referencing and not something like minority report (laughs) well i haven't seen minority report so i can't really you know report on it yeah i'm in the minority if you will who has not seen that movie all right all right all right <laughs> that's too clever by half uh yes wait who said it? too clever oh no that was in a different show i was watching <laughs> i was someone was like you're too clever by half and i'm like i have not heard that phrase ever there's a show i watched last night it's kind of weird well now you've heard it twice i know it's kind of a weird thing i don't have a theory for what's going on with kevin and fangs i just want them to fix it Fix it now. Like, I want Tony and Fangs and everyone else to be like, Kevin, we love you. Right. We want you to be a part of this family. Like, like I want Kevin to talk to his father about what he's done. Guys, put Sheriff Keller in, like, father mode. He's the best dad in town now. He is. People he need is. to ask him for help. Do you think that Kevin just feels too young to be, like, a dad? Like, that's the thing I don't... Like, sure, I wish yeah. they said that. 25 is pretty young to be a dad. I know I have friends who do it. Yeah, not my vibe, but I guess people do. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with it, just not my vibe. Yeah. I I wish Kevin knew so we could really get into it. And then I and my other theory is that I'm kind of starting to think Eric Jackson is just going to, like, hang out. Like, he'll I just, think he he'll just might... be around, have fun comment on things and just be like "Ah, Riverdale (laughs) I kind of am suspicious of him just because whoever this new serial killer is it's gotta be someone we care enough about I've been thinking about that too oh okay they they say something really specific about how uh the first the body they find the like that one who they thought was Polly but wasn't Uh was like three years ago okay and so what you know what happened three years ago? No. All of our main characters graduated college. Oh, okay. So, you know, it could be any of them who came back to town after. Like Fangs or Kevin. You think, like, Fangs or Kevin is murdering people? I mean, boy, Kevin doesn't really have any explanations for why he's acting the way he's acting, but, like, what if he's a serial killer? But he's killed everyone, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. That what would be you... boring. <laughs> Kevin again, really? Again, seriously, ugh, so weird. I just don't get. I. I think it could I be mean, a kid, though. I think it could be someone we know. 
for a long time who's the killer this time. That would be amazing. Like, if it was pregnant toadies, like, people <laughs> with a, like, hatchet or it's something. like, gotcha, bang. Amazing. You think that a pregnant guidance counselor can't murder people? Well, think again. Yeah, get woke. Exactly. Pregnant people can do whatever non-pregnant people can do, including commit murder. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right, Caitlin. <laughs> that's a lesson I think we, we all can, need We to can be wise. just as good at serial killing as anyone. I just, I cannot really imagine it being someone, like it being anyone right now who's killing these women. It would like, be funny if it so just wound up being me. like Rick. Right. Like, uh, or, or if it yeah. wasn't just Eric. It's, it's just Eric. Eric's never <laughs> been here before. Nah. You murdered all these people. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a little, it's a little weird if it is Eric, because that means that he kind of befriended Archie because he lived near the place where he murdered all those people. And then he came back to town and then he happened to stick around because there was a fire department now. Yeah. It, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces you'd have to put together. Maybe it is Rick. Rick would, would make be, sense. Would it be too convenient? I mean, I don't think it is currently the trash bag killer. Okay. Or, like, that would be way too convenient if this turned out to be the trash bag killer. Right. Yes. I but don't also, know. with all the setup this guy's got, he has to show up at some point. It is a little... Yeah. I think... Okay, so my, it's my theory... It's just gonna be chick. It's just gonna be like, I'm chick. <laughs> I'm the trash bag killer. So, remember the opening... <laughs> remember the opening when... um The opening episode of the time jump when Betty is talking about, like, she is instead of getting Thai food with Glenn, she's, like, home trying to figure out, like, the other serial killer. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think that's this serial killer. And that maybe he's migrating. But if I don't migrating, really... why does he keep throwing bodies in the same swamp? Right. It's a little weird. I, I also and don't understand... Did Polly's disappearance have anything to do with this guy? Well, What I... if... Wait. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've got... I'm, I'm on a roll, but, like... Go, go, go. Polly and all of them get taken by the mothmen and it's only after they come back that this guy hunts them down and kills them and it's dreyfus that is literally the most complicated well if it's dreyfus wait so but then you're saying the mothmen are real the moth well i don't know what the mothmen are i just know what dreyfus perceives and he's going they keep taking these girls and not me and then kills them oh actually that's not a bad theory that's kind of fun if he's like, I just want to go to the spaceship, and they're like, dude, there's no spaceship. <laughs> Listen, the spaceship isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just like somebody trolling and being like, no, sorry, you don't earn it. You got to earn the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> These aliens are jerks. Yeah, they're mean aliens. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. Like, this is a mystery that I feel like with the voyeur, like, we at least could be like, oh, it's Jelly Bean, LOL. Oh, no, it's Jelly Bean. Just I'm like, I have no idea, really. You, you have no idea, but they're not giving you much to go on either. Yeah, it's, no. It's a, it's a mystery in the sense that we're so closely following our main characters that we're only getting clues when they discover them. They're not showing us uh, much of Polly's appearance other than a truck chasing her down. It's all too mysterious to really build, to really, we don't have any clues. We just don't. You know what we have? We only have two episodes, I believe, until the hiatus. Wow. I don't know. So I don't know. I have no I'm, idea I'm what's sure going to happen. We'll be distracted by something, and then at the very end of that last one, something huge will happen, and we'll be like, oh my god. It and it'll be thing. like Polly's body. 
Yeah, I wonder if we're going to wrap up one of the mysteries, like wrap up the Mothman, and then the back half of the season will be more about the Highway Killer or the reverse, you know, like kind Wait. of how they did last season. I've got another. I've got a much dumber theory than the one I did earlier. Amazing. More dumb theories, it's please. It's Andy Cohen. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's trying to create a new franchise. He's No, he's just murdering people. It's just a oh, side no. thing. This is his other. This is his other hobby. Sure, he's you know he's got to get the temptation out. Launching reality franchises, but then also <laughs> right killing people. He has to. Um, he sacrifices a, a young woman to renew a show. <laughs> that's how. That's why the seasons are so gotta, many. Yeah, he's got to take a life. And remember, <laughs> so it's been imagine. seven seasons with Hermione at least, let alone the other franchises. It, Apparently, this, Salt Lake City is so confusing. So confusing because. Ronnie, uh, Real Housewives of New York. I don't know if anybody says Ronnie, but that's how they spell it. So R H O N Y. That show is now in its thirteenth season. Jeez. So, so does that mean that it's been twenty seasons or nineteen seasons? No, don't you know what year it is? But it's twenty twenty one, Chad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense, and it confuses me, and I don't like that. <laughs> so, how many seasons of Ronnie have there been on Riverdale? I need to know. The people must know. <laughs> so, so, so there. Caitlin, what are you watching? I think I spoke about it already, but we watched another episode of It's a Sin, which is like the most fun show that's also so nail-biting. It's about the AIDS crisis, but it's also just about this group of friends living in London. We only watched, I thought we watched more episodes, but I guess we watched like one and a half episodes. So we finished episode two last night. And it's just, it's so good, and the characters are so amazing and so likable, and it it's just, like, that is sort of, like, this, like, the queer culture at that time was so, like, exuberant and, like, fun at, like, in London at that time, and it's so sad because you're seeing these people who for the first time finally feel like they can be themselves and that they can like explore their sexuality and like they can enjoy everything that society has like told them to you know suppress it or you know they were abandoned by their families and like this was like the 80s so you know much more common i guess in the 80s for that to happen than it is now though it definitely still happens now but the saddest thing is is that you know we're watching it from the perspective that we have now not only with the AIDS crisis, but also the coronavirus now, which is, you know, a very different beast. But there, the in episode two, they have one of the characters who is like really just like living his best life, like hooking up with all the people he wants, like having a ton of fun. As you do, as you do, and in a non-COVID world. Right. But he, you know, there this girl is telling him, you know, his best friend is like, hey, I'm like hearing a lot about you know, this AIDS thing and, you know, what's going to stop it from, like, if you get it, passing it on or somebody passing it on to you. And he's like, why are you telling me, you know, why are you being like this? Why are you, like, kind of stopping me from having, like, a good time and stopping me from, why are you being like everybody else? Right. And he right. says it in kind it's of, like, my a fun freedom. way. I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. <laughs> well, it's, like, kind of sad because it's, like, we didn't, purposefully people didn't know about the real the truth about AIDS at that time so it's kind of hard to almost like blame him even though he's saying stuff 
in the episode that you're like, oh man, like, <laughs> buddy, no, buddy, no, but, but it's like you kind of get it because it's like this kid for the first time in his life is finally happy and finally doing what he like wants and, you know, you know, feels like this kind of like rebellion to just like be yourself and like live your life but then you're like oh my god like you're putting yourself at risk and you don't even really know the extent of it because there was like all this misinformation and suppression of information and i'm rambling now but it's very upsetting because you love all these characters so much it's a great show i highly recommend everybody watch it it's on hbo max nice hbo max is honestly killing it with the yeah. selection. what are you watching i can't believe it listen a year ago before the pandemic if you were like john if they make the snyder cut are you gonna watch it i would say no kidding me zach snyder's justice league no sir did you watch it you watched it not yet oh but i'm looking <laughs> forward to it like just from the armchair critic idea of like yeah if i got four hours to kill sure Let's watch Zack Snyder indulge all of his impulses for a Justice League movie. That doesn't count. That's fun. Why not? Yeah. Maybe it'll look cool. I mean, I mean I'm not going to watch it, but I'm kind of going to watch the end, I think. I'm going to yeah. skip through. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you you're kind of like you kind of want Big it. Justice like, it's League like a morbid fan. curiosity thing more than anything. Like, well, I didn't I, like, man, I, I, when Man of Steel happened and Superman kills Zod at the end, I was, like, horrified in that movie theater. Like, this memory has stuck with me to this day. My jaw was open, and the rest of the theater was clapping, and a terror. <laughs> uh, and then Batman v Superman was just... Terrible. Terrible movie. Yeah, it's just Terrible bad. Film. And then they released yeah. a three-hour-long version that is objectively a more complete movie but only because they cut out all the scenes that explain what the fuck is going on in the theatrical right, cut of the movie right 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 martha and martha? then and then justice league is my least favorite superhero movie i think like i saw that one time in theaters and, and never watched it again i hated it so much i went to the premiere so kind of down like the Justice League is the comic book I started with. And I know I don't like this version, but... I don't know, Gal Gadot's pretty good. Henry Cavill is a good Superman if you ever... If they would ever give him a script that let him smile. Yeah, I know. He's like, very sober. All of these guys have kind of proven themselves outside of this movie. And, like, sure, why not? Why not? Who cares anymore? <laughs> it's yeah. been a pandemic. It's been a long time. Give me, give me Zack Snyder thinking he's making Lord of the Rings with superheroes. Everything I've read about it is kind of chaotic, honestly. But I do want to see the future version that, that is at the end, like the future little. Oh yeah, thing, you want to see the nightmare with a K? I was so confused, so confused about that when I watched Justice League, or maybe it was Batman versus Batman Superman. Versus I honestly, Superman. yeah, he has the so dream, confused. and then he wakes up, and you're just like, why is this in the? There's a really weird fascist streak in those movies. Yeah, in Man of is. Steel, Krypton is, like, very fascist, where, like, babies are programmed, and you're gonna be this when you grow up. And then when Batman has his nightmare of future Earth, Superman is also a fascist dictator. Very weird. Uh, very weird vibes in that movie. Apparently, Zack Snyder had this plan, and it all hinged on Superman dying and then Batman dating Lois Lane. 
And I hate that. And so then much. I'd be like, but I have to bring Superman back, but I love Lois Lane. And like, and I'm reading about this and be like, at not one point did he think about Lois Lane in all of this. He right. just wanted Batman and Superman to be conflicted over the same one. It's a little weird, right? Like I heard, yeah, it's a little weird. But it, from all I, from what I hear, Zack Snyder is a very nice person. He seems great <laughs> and honestly. easy to work I'm with. So so sad about his daughter. I was reading an article oh or God. an interview yeah. with him. The saddest things, right? Ever and how she was like the fan of like not his stuff necessarily, I guess, but like comics. But the same things he art. liked, yeah, yeah. And he, and that if it, oh. anything, it was his closest relationship with his children was with it's that daughter. Very sad. I can't. It's absolutely terrible. I can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah, I'm happy that he and, got to make his thing. And if this gave him closure in any way. That's nice. And also, you know, good nice. for Ray Fisher. Apparently he gets a real arc in this version. <laughs> yeah, and after what we know about him and Joss Whedon, I feel like, I, like he deserves it. Oh, I get why he was mad. More than, like, yeah, it was an abusive, it was bad. But also, like, he was the main character of the movie, and then he wasn't. Yeah. That, that sucks. sucks. Yeah, that sucks. So, I, like, yeah, that's what I'm looking Justice forward League. to. Four hours... <laughs> Of Zack Snyder indulging all of his tendencies for no good reason. <laughs> and I am looking forward to watching the last 15 minutes of that movie, so I feel like it's about the same. <laughs> anyway, where can they find you, Caitlin? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. What about you, John? Well, I still have an update of the blog, but you can find me at the Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Nice pun. I'm working on it. <laughs> not, the you pun, but the... <laughs> not the pun. Not the pun? I was like, I'm working on it. I <laughs> like, kind of perfected the pun. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>